by Muskoka for Muskoka. Your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Happy August, and welcome to... Let's be honest. All the things. All the times. Well, Sarah, it's August. I don't know what happened to July. It's half over. Oh, Citronella, closed. Broadway and the Barge, closed. July, closed. closed. Muskoka Pride, done. What an event. It was great. Yeah. It was good. And was now, good. yeah, yeah, we, we got to go to a couple of events. It was really awesome. Um, there was comedy uh, for the first time. There were a lot of new things that happened. A couple of great drag shows at different venues this year. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was joy and love, which was really nice to see after yeah. everything that's been happening in our community. So well done, Muskoka Pride. Um, you pulled it together and we got to do a parade in person this year yeah. for the first time in three or four years. So Yeah, I got canceled Bravo. last year because of thunderstorm, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to, to get out and tons of people, which was so encouraging. And yeah, Sure was. Love it, love it. Sure was. And now we're entering August with a guest. Woo-hoo! How exciting. Sarah, who do we have with us today? We have the amazing Will Nash with us today from 93.1. Fresh. Yes, fresh. In very. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be able to uh, do this. I feel like we've kind of been talking uh, offline for the last little while. So to see you guys, it's like, yay, we're finally meeting. Yay. You're so in person. Well, kind of with lesbian. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's close to a person as we can get. We're only about an hour or so away anyway. Right. So I know, I know. And we, we did say, depending how fast you drive, um, but we won't get into that, right? <laughs> for, for legal reasons, uh, yeah, for 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 legal reasons. So so welcome. It's uh it's lovely to have you here, and um we're gonna talk about you. We're gonna talk about all the things you. We we now know that you grew up in the bustling uh, borough that is Ajax, Ontario. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's where I grew up. Right back when it was just that little small town. Just uh-huh. east of Toronto, and now it's kind of you know amalgamated into just a, an extension of the GTA, right? It mm-hmm. really, it really is. So you grew up. What, what uh, did you go to? What high school did you go to? Yeah, so I, uh, I went to Catholic high school. Believe it or not, I went. Dennis to O'Connor. School. No way. Why do you know people from there? I yeah, I sure do. I sure <laughs> do. I spent formative years of my life dating someone from Dennis O'Connor High School. Are we going to say their name or not here? Oh, no. It's my oh. ex. That's a, it's oh. a Voldemort <laughs> of uh, lesbian oh. relationships. <laughs> um, but I like I know Tom Gallagher. Did you did you take drama? 
Okay, you're asking me if I took drama. Obviously, I took drama all the way yeah. until three twelve. Yeah. So, do you know Tom Gallagher? Was he there? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Gallagher. Yeah, really, really tall guy. Kind of had like longer blonde mulledy hair back in the day. Yes. Yeah, because it was like, for drama. It was either him or Mrs. Dickinson. They were like the two drama teachers, if I remember. And honest to God, I'm just being funny. Like I did take drama all the way through. I think in grade 12 I was one of two males in the drama class yes <laughs> it all makes sense now right <laughs> it's all coming out right now I love that and then from that you decided hey I know what I'm gonna do with my life well you know what it's funny because when so back back when I was in school uh you know aging myself here it's they had grade 13 so they had grade 12 and they had OAC and I believe now it just goes until 12. Yeah. And um, so at that time, most of my friends were going to university, right? And I knew I was always into like music and entertainment and pop culture and all those things. But I didn't really know, you know, besides taking classes like drama and all these things, it's like I didn't really know which direction to go. So I ended up applying to York University and I went there for a year. But by Christmas of that, you know, I took like kind of like a mixture of things like social sciences, English, mm -hmm. um, you know, sociology. And I kind of thought maybe in the second year I'm going to like mass con at York, right? By Christmas, I kind of knew that like it wasn't really for me, just like the style of teaching wasn't very like you were just like a number, like people didn't really get to know you. There wasn't like a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, you know, if anyone's ever been in a university auditorium, you know, that's kind of yeah. how it is. So by Christmas, I was just like looking at applying to different radio colleges. And then I had applied to a few. I ended up getting in at Mohawk College in Hamilton. And I think what really made me want to go there was the fact that like me, my dad and my grandma drove down there for an open house. And then it was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go. And it's, uh, it was at that time they had like a three-year program. So I felt like I was kind of getting a taste of the different forms of media, like journalism, television, advertising. So that's in the end why I decided to go there. Oh, I love that. It's great. I didn't know they had such a robust program. And of course, well, I think like over the years, you know, with, with you know, the ever-changing traditional and current media landscape, I think it's now two years and it's more of a like radio and creative content program. But, you know, back a couple of years ago, that's uh, that's what it was. And that really was like, OK, like you can kind of specify, you know, where you want to go within the, the media landscape and then ideally have experience with TV journalism and all those all those other areas. So that's kind of how it started in terms of like when I really began working in radio not working on radio but just like kind of like being able to get that experience right yeah oh that's awesome so so when you um when you graduated you were like yes i got the paper yes now what am i gonna do where did you where did you go how did you start what was your what was your in well that's the thing right you hear all of these stories especially in those days like where do you start especially with a. Uh, uh, program in an industry like media like even going back then and so what happened was in my third year I think we had to do like a placement as a part of the program but it wasn't one of those things where like they helped you find it like you had to do the dirty work you had to you know at that time make the phone calls or right. send the emails and you know introduce yourself uh, to program directors or to you know managers at these radio stations and I mean honestly like going back then like to me that which is so nerve-wracking right because you're like fresh face and you've never really even done anything outside of you know college radio station or your program 
But I ended up um, doing an interview with uh, someone who's still all these years later, a friend of mine. Her name is Sam Cook. And she was a host at a radio station, uh, Energy 95.3 uh, in Hamilton. And so that was an assignment that I had to do. And then at the end of it, I kind of like slid in there. And I was like, so like, you know, <laughs> thank you so much for talking with me. Um, is there any opportunities for placements at your radio station in Hamilton? Which again, that's where I was living. That's where I was going to school. And then she had connected me to the people in promotions over there who essentially... It was interesting because at the time they had brought me in and basically this was, you know, we were working for free uh, to start and the promotions director brought me into a, a boardroom and she's like, here's the thing. It's like, there's actually going to be some changes here. Something that happens in radio all the time. Like, and she didn't tell me what it was, but she said, there's going to be some changes here that's coming. I don't want to bring you on if you're not okay with that. But if you're okay with that, you can kind of join and then maybe get those hours that you need to graduate your program. And for me, I was like, well... I mean, at that time, it's not like people were like knocking down my door to bring me on for a placement. So it's like, I'll just take what I can get and see what happens and get that experience and move on. So eventually that station flipped from pop to country and it's kind of had several, several incarnations since, but I just saw that as an experience. Like I need to do this. Like it doesn't matter what's happening in three months. Like I need those hours to graduate from my program. Yeah. (laughs) So you're like in deep with the country is what you're trying to tell us. Well, so here's the thing. At the time, it was pop, and then it, it, right? And then so because I wasn't being paid, um, I, I was interning. So basically, I was on their street team. I was going to like different events and representing the station. Like you've seen it, tent set up at different um, places. And uh, I got a call basically saying they were flipping the country. Unfortunately, you know, for right now, there's nothing here for you. And again, kind of reiterating the fact that I wasn't paid. Uh, but if something opens up, we'll let you know, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, at the time, like a couple months had passed, and they were looking to hire for uh, the street team, which now turned into the country crew. And then, so I was on that. They hired me as a part time. That was my first paid job. They hired me as like a part time promotions person at that station, and that was also a completely different experience. Because number one, I mean, I knew Shania Twain, and like I knew Faith Hill. Yeah, exactly. The pop, <laughs> I knew the pop, pop stuff, <laughs> but I didn't know everybody else. So I had a new format to learn. I had a new station to learn. And on top of that, and I'm not sure if you've spoken to anyone or if either of you have been a part of this, but like when you are a part of a, a new station launching, like the expectation is really high, like even for like an entry level position, because you're you're kind of like introducing the public to that station. So that was yeah. my first paid gig. Um, and luckily they called me back um, to for that. I was just really happy to get that opportunity. So that's kind of how I stayed on there, you know, and as a part-time employee for my last year uh, before I graduated officially. Oh, that's great. That's great. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, that's the thing about this industry, right? It's like, for me, like my sort of like, I love pop culture. I love pop music. I love all kinds of music, but like my wheelhouse, definitely when it comes to like on air or where I'm the most comfortable is working at a station on, and I'm not just saying this, but like working at a station like a fresh, right? Like yeah, a, yeah. a top 40 CHR radio station. Um, you know, I, I've dabbled in country a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, but, but the, it's always like, you know, how you want to kind of position things as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, and then for me, it was interesting because I started out in promotions and a lot of people, especially in those days, like that's how you had to start. But I, for me, like, I didn't want to be a full-time promotions person, right? Like, yeah. I learned a lot in those days. And I, and even working with other announcers, like, being on remote and me being just this, you know, 
again, very young and very like trying to figure out what to do or what's the right thing to do to get that next job. Because there's no, there's no, they like professors and teachers and even people in the industry will tell you what you should do. But I really believe that when it comes to people's success, like everyone, everyone kind of creates their own, their own path. So you kind of have to figure out how you maneuver yourself through the industry, right? So true. Um, and I learned a lot from other announcers in a positive way. And then I learned a lot. Okay, can't do that. I don't want to be that person, right? I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, and you know, it happens like at that time, like there was announcers who definitely had like massive egos and didn't treat you well and all, and all mm -hmm. these sort of things. But then there was others who were great and were very helpful. And, you know, if yeah. you had been working, you know, there were days when I worked like 16, 17 hours. Like I would go, I would do an event, I would set it up, I would tear it down. Then I'd go back to the radio station and I would off an overnight show. So, wow. yeah, like, I mean, now I don't even know if you get away with that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, in theater, we kind of get away with that somehow. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. I bet. Uh, so, but then, yeah, so it was like, I was just, so at that point, I was just trying to figure out, okay, how can I get on air? Like, how can I, you know, break into having my own show? Because as funny as it might say, as funny as it might, you know, hear, as funny as it might sound to hear that now, it's like that was to me that was like I got a breakthrough. How do I do this? And like it's as hard as it is of an industry now, and it's such a hard, crazy, challenging industry. Uh, even back then, it was, it was I still found it hard too. Like it was never like one of those things where it's like oh, okay, like here you go, you want to be on the radio, here you go. Like it was like I definitely always felt that I was proving myself, especially in those days. Uh, I love it. Okay, we need to take a micro break. Yeah, this is the end of part one with Will Nash, uh, but we will be right back with more Let's Be Honest, all the things, all the times. Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. And welcome back. Welcome For back, everybody. Part two. We're part two. Will Nash. Now we have a bit of Will's history, which is great. Um, but you're also a massive advocate through your work. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your advocacy and how you represent that through the work that you do on air? Wow. Well, first of all, thanks for saying that. That's a, that's a compliment to me. And it's also still, it's still weird to hear yourself described as that way. But that being said, um, I just think that like everyone, like for me, I came out as gay a little bit later on in life. You know, I was like early thirties when that happened for me. And I think that like the whole process of doing that, um, even just personally, like forget publicly is a journey. And I always feel like that is it's a continual journey and you'll continue to grow and you know kind of face these challenges and i just kind of, in terms of the ad, advocacy of it all it's like i feel like specifically over the last few years and it's weird because although i've been out for several several years before the pandemic and a, a few years prior to 2020 i always felt like i wanted to share my coming out story every time around pride month for whatever reason 
And I never did because I was just like, I know it's going to be emotional. Like people knew that I was gay on air, but they didn't necessarily heard my story. And I knew I always wanted to do it, but I didn't do it prior to the last like three years ago because I was, I knew it would be raw and I knew it would be emotional. I knew it would be all those things. And then, so since I did that, I was working at a station in Kitchener, uh, Chime, a Roger station. And I just, it's like that kind of, although that was like a public thing, it opened up sort of myself more to be more comfortable with sharing more about myself and advocating for people within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, more than I thought it would have, if I'm being honest. Like my, my initial thing was like, okay, like, am I ready to tell my coming out story? And then I did, and then I felt like a, a large amount of like people who were listening to my station and when I posted on social media were were supportive of it. Right? I mean, not everybody, you know how that goes, <laughs> but a large amount of people were, and it almost like energized me to be more open about that publicly. And then from there, it's like so. Then I came to Fresh in again 2020, and I you know once it came up to Pride Month. Um, I mean, I was talking about things LGBTQ plus year round anyways, but then it was like, I really wanted to do more with Pride Month. And it's like the last couple of years, we just kind of like kept it growing and growing and growing, creating content, whether that's on air, online, you know, going to the different uh, prides in the area yeah. and just, be, you know, honestly, like I, I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles a little bit, but it's like one of these things where it's like, it takes you back to that moment when you're young and I know you understand this and I'm sure a lot of your listeners and viewers do as well where it's like this is something that you know we wouldn't have heard on the radio or we wouldn't socially no. right. so we didn't see it back then right and yeah. it's almost like there is the selfish side of it is like the young I, I in a way like I well I definitely want to be a voice for the community yeah. um but I also feel like it takes you back to being that little kid in your room and really not knowing what's going on like this is before you know that you're a member of the community and like you never would have heard this sort of content out there. And if one person, you know, if one person, if one parent, if anyone kind of reaches out and says, oh my gosh, like, thank you for being so open. You know, my kid knows they're not feeling like, you know, that the, the, they're, you know, identified straight, but they're not sure where they are. Or hearing that from a kid or hearing that from, you know so it's like it's like that's partly why i do it but then it, I, I just think that it's so important to do and like you kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast like um it's been a kind of a tough year right mm -hmm. in terms of the community so yeah. you know i don't know like it, does that does that make sense yeah no visibility sense. and um having people that you can emulate i think and and see that they are living their true authentic self as their true authentic self i think is the best way we can uh, expand um empathy and and love and acceptance uh, that we have to keep bringing up this word acceptance i know really I that's the thing it's like the one that blows me away is specifically this year so it's like this will have been my third yeah i think second or third, i don't know it's, we've had a couple of pride months that we've done stuff like content for on fresh and again like i'll also say too uh you know when these moments or when this content comes up throughout the year we do that as well um but hearing things that like you know people locally have said fresh is kind of like the the safe space slash ally slash you know part of the community station in our area and it's like 
or you know, even mentioning my coworker Matt, who does the morning show, who isn't a member of the community, but yeah. has been very public about you know being an ally and even like Absolutely, supporting yeah. the yes. community and learning or asking me questions or saying, "Hey, I'm going to join you at Pride, but like, is this T-shirt, is this ally T-shirt appropriate?" Or oh, is this, I love that. You know, like asking those questions to me. And again, I never claim to be like the king of all the gays, <laughs> but <laughs> what? what Oh, forget it. Forget this. <laughs> you should wear but, that T-shirt. Like he's asking my opinion. Or even when I've had a manager say, okay, we want to have these IDs, you know, in radio terms, like when you hear uh, the person who's not the host, but it's like the big radio voice. Like, we want to play these pride IDs, IDs during the month in between the songs. Is this appropriate? Is this, you know, something that like the, the, the quote-unquote general public um you know, not would approve of, but just, you know, we'll notice and, and, it's, and it's supportive of the community. Like those sort of things are just so important and having those conversations. And I mean, this year I was lucky to be able to attend a couple of the prides and I had, whether it was, you know, Toronto and I was with some like personal friends of mine, I had some coworkers come down, whether it was here in Barrie, like I've recently um, in the spring, I was asked to be on the board of the uh, Gilbert Center here in Barrie. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And that was like, and again, I, I'm not changing the subject, but that was like, um, I didn't really know what that meant, if I'm being honest with you, because I had never really sat on a board before. But uh, someone who's a friend of mine, my friend Steve, had kind of kept bringing it up whenever we'd have a conversation. And then I'm like, you know, okay, so like, what? Okay, so this sounds like I understand, you know, I've, I, I'm familiar with the Gilbert Center, I know all the good work that's being done, but like, what do I have to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, what does that mean? Right. And then it's just honestly, like ever since April, when so they he had invited me to sit on, you know, a meeting where they were going to either vote me in or not vote me in. And um, luckily they voted me in. And um, it's been kind of cool to be to fill that void that they didn't have where someone was like working in media, was out, was speaking, was advocating for the community. And uh, I honestly, like, it's so funny when I think about the word advocacy, my thing is, I just want to be genuine. I just want to be, you know, my true authentic self. And I, I don't ever want to be someone who is like, you know, how to say this? Like, I just want to be as organic and as authentic with what I'm saying or what I'm sharing, whether it's talking to the community or whether it's talking about something else. So to be asked to do that has been amazing. And because of that, I've, I've made a, like a whole new group of friends and it's kind of like, okay, like these are my people, you know what I mean? Like these are my people. And uh, that kind of brought me to very pride uh, working with the Gilbert center. Oh, that's great. And Gilbert center um, friends, please go check out their website. They do incredible work mm -hmm. uh, within the community. Even, even in Muskoka, they, they reach as far and wide. Yeah. And, uh, I and I wasn't there, but were they not at Muskoka pride? Oh yeah. 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 I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. We have, we have some good friends that uh, work there and it's just an amazing organization. Mm -hmm. So please go support it. Uh, donate, volunteer, whatever mm -hmm. you can do for the Gilbert center. They really are remarkable. Yeah. So congrats. You're on a board. Woo! Honestly, it's funny. Cause I remember like <laughs> even still, it's, I guess April, so it's been a few months now, but it's like sitting on this board. And then when I get asked a question about something, which again, maybe traditionally wouldn't I wouldn't have been thought of as like that's like my line of expertise. But they go, yeah, we want to know what you think. Like when you're hiring an executive director, 
or this position, like we want to know what your opinion was of that, or, you know, we're going to be doing this uh, big event coming up at the end of the year. It's like, so I, and it's, I know it sounds funny, but I guess when you're in this world of, of media and radio and understanding, you know, like kind of feeling like I know what's going on there, but to be involved in this group where again, I guess advocacy is a big part of that and speaking out is a big part of that. It, it's such a cool thing to be part of. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. We have literally one minute left. That's okay. And yeah. usually when we have a minute left, Sarah no, asks a would you rather question. Yes. I love it. And I, we I are all like, going to what happens live with Andy Cohen or something. <laughs> okay, Sarah. Okay. What is it this this time? I have no idea. So this is a bit fashion. Okay. It's a bit of fashion question here. Would you rather wear pajamas all day? Like all the time, or be super dressed up all the time? Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing roots track pants <laughs> below the computer here. If that gives you a sign, I have a t-shirt on. So I would rather wear pajamas all the time. Like, I feel like it's fun to get dressed up and go to an event or something like that. But yeah. I mean, it's even for guys, like I know it's different for women, but like for guys, it's still work, right? So um, not as much as women, but I'm just saying like, I'd rather be just comfortable all the time. You know what? I, I originally thought I would be dressed up, but you know, I'm going to change that. Cause I'm like, well, I like to be comfortable. <laughs> And there's, I feel my authentic self when I'm comfortable. That's if true. I'm feeling true. forced yeah. into clothing where like the sequin gown I wore for the 519 gala, I don't think wow. I, I know. And heels. Oh no. Well, I, feel, all, no. I feel like your people are always told they have to dress up. They don't dress up because they want to. Like if they were to pick what they wanted to wear, it would be something comfortable. Well, I love dressing up. And I feel like even within like the community, like the, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, you feel like you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like there's a yeah, style that you have to keep up with. But the reality of it is I'm I'm no more comfortable than when I'm in track pants hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, you so who are you? And yeah, we do our best work in track pants. We sure <laughs> do, babe. We sure do. Let's get all about <laughs> comfort. Our deal, the Zoom attire was dressed up from here up and then casual. So I love it. I've, I've never deal. even done that. I'm always just casual. <laughs> Take me as what I am, man. Take me as I am. Um, Will, thank you. It has been an absolute honor to share space with you today. Yes, and you. hopefully we can have you back and do a follow-up because this has been amazing. No, thank you so much for like thinking of me, for having me on. And this was a lot of fun. And anytime, honestly, anytime at all that you guys want to have me back on. I'm happy to do so. And if you're ever, you know, if we're ever like in the same area, reach out for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's definitely. do it. Coffee. We love coffee. Love it. Love um, it. And friends, the next time we uh, we come to you, it will be autumnal time. It will oh, be fall. I know. Season. It is. We're entering the season of my discontent. <laughs> How exciting! <laughs> but for now, we are let's be honest. All the things, all the times. Ciao for now, everyone. Bye, everybody.